Yes, I just want to give a bit of an update on our ongoing response to the Syrian refugee crisis before John Bodley comes up and speaks to us. And I have to say, it was such a privilege this week at the Arches on Monday to be the reception centre and welcome the first wave of the Syrian refugees. And I have to say, it was amazing working alongside a number of councils in Nottingham, agencies, interpreters, as well as a, num as well as a number of our volunteers from the Arches. You know, bearing in mind we've never done something like this together before, there was such a sense of unity, compassion and care that we were able to kind of, you know, um, give towards the people that came. And you know what? It made me just so thankful to be part of this church because this is the stuff we do kind of in the everyday. But also really um, proud, dare I say, to live in Nottingham as one of the councils who was so willing to receive these refugees. 14 families arrived by coach, having come straight from the airport. And so there's about 65 people. Then there's another four families that went up to Mansfield. But I have to say, it was an incredible, moving um, experience. As I just stood by the coaches as they came off the coach, and as you know, one family after another, mothers, fathers, children, and it kind of just brought the whole reality of everything we've been seeing on the news and in the press into well, very clear focus and very much on our doorstep. And it struck me that all their worldly possessions were packed in just a few bags per family. Every single family that we welcomed on Monday had spent at least two years living in camps on the Syrian-Jordanian border. Refugees in Jordan require work permits and they're almost impossible to get because all the work goes to the Jordanians. And as a result, all have faced years of poverty and deprivation and often living in really poor conditions. One father talked about being reduced to relying on remnants from a local market to feed his family. Syrian children in Jordan are often bullied for their refugee status. So who knows what many of those children had also been through as well as everything else back in Syria. Some of the families uh, talked about being forced to walk for hours in order to reach the border safely, while others had to brave government checkpoints on major roads and face arrest or torture for, for attempting to cross them. Almost all had been forced out of their homes as a result, a result of shelling and bombs in their um, kind of neighbourhoods. And one witnessed a group of protesters who were mowed down by a 4 by 4 vehicle. Most had had relatives killed under shelling and some had had family members arrested, whereupon they just disappeared without trace. While several had been in their homes uh, which had been reduced to just, you know, bombed and there's just nothing left. One refugee witnessed a neighbour with a learning disability just wandering innocently into the street where she was shot dead. You know, we cannot imagine what they've been through, but I tell you, those of us who were there, every face told a story. For us, as I say, it was such a privilege to be able to welcome them. We'd learned a few words in Arabic, not many, but enough to say, kind of, peace be with you, hello, we welcome you here. And we were able to give them hot drinks, hot food, winter coats, toys, uh, many which had been given by the church a few weeks ago uh, by m many of you here, many families. And it was just, um, just an honour, really, just to spend this short amount of time with them, just serving them. And I kind of imagined it would be really kind of crazy busy with lots of children, but it was just really quiet. And interestingly, a number of the agencies that we were working with kind of made the comment that, you know, it's so peaceful here, there's such an amazing atmosphere. So for us, of course, we know that God was with us. But clearly emotions were mixed. There was definitely a sense of them feeling relieved and they communicated, um, said, you know, how happy they were to be here. But also guilt 
as many of them have left uh, family members behind. And clearly fear as well of the unknown, of what you know, now is, you know, life's going to hold for them. One little boy drew a picture of a love heart, and then underneath he put in Arabic, um, I really miss my home, whereupon his mother just began to weep. And apparently this little boy, for some reason, hasn't spoken for a long time. What was lovely for us, we were able to communicate on behalf of this church and the city how welcome they were and how pleased we were to have them in Nottingham and hope that they can make this city their home. And you know, they were just so thankful and so grateful. I mean, they must have been exhausted and shell-shocked, really. But all the communications we got was just gratitude and thanks and appreciation. And then one of the translators kind of just stood up in the middle of everything and just was moved to tears. And he said, I was a, a Syrian refugee 10 years ago. And he said, you know, I am so touched and um, amazed that you would do this for my people. It was a profound experience, and all of us who were involved were so touched by it. And it really reminded us that this stuff is so close to God's heart. And it was almost the closest we could ever get to washing the feet of Jesus, as we just served and loved these people. It was then a number of us were able to actually take some of the families to their homes. And um, Tom and I took a family of five over to Beeston, and again, it just struck me that all their worldly goods in this, you know, family of five, they had about three hold-all bags, and that was everything. And when we got to the house, it was really lovely that one of the council people was there to welcome them. There was food in the fridge, as well as the welcome boxes that many of us in church had put together for them. And I've been visiting the family uh, in Beeston over the past few days since they've kind of, you know, arrived. And Again, the enormity of what they have to face, I cannot imagine, in just having to integrate, build relationships, and just adapt to our culture with no kind of family or relational networks. And it is so frustrating for them that, you know, obviously we, I don't speak Arabic, and they don't speak English, and there's only so much you can do with Google Translate. Um, I did try and made quite a few mistakes, which was quite embarrassing. But anyway, it's, it's just really difficult. Interestingly, the eldest uh, son in the family is nine, and uh, my grandson is nearly nine. So um, I invited to come around and play with Daniel. And it was amazing. So to give these two boys, two nine-year-old boys, a football and no language, they played for about two hours so happily, and uh, it was amazing to see. So that was, that was lovely. But also, the dad showed me pictures of their home in Syria in happier times, and it looked beautiful. And he just said, it's all gone. It's bombed. It's all gone. And also, he, he used to be a chef, and he showed me the amazing food, pictures of the amazing food he used to prepare, and how keen he is to get back into work. Again, you know, things we take for granted. I mean, they haven't got a TV, they've got no music, they've got no transport. And I, I saw this family in this little house, and it was wonderful, they've got a home, but nothing to do, and the kids, not many toys. So it's going to be quite a challenge for them. And also, we hear that this is just the beginning. There's going to be hundreds more that are going to come to us. And my hope and prayer is that we can continue to welcome them really well and help them you know, integrate into, into our uh, city here. But also, for many of us, it really highlights that there are hundreds of refugees that come to Nottingham every single year. I mean, the Arches alone saw over 400 last year, and I think there's another few hundred due to come. And it's really on my heart, and certainly my team's heart, that we can look for ways to integrate and bless and um, welcome all refugees wherever they've come from. And I just want to finish with a letter from the leader of the council, John Collins. And it's a thank you letter, particularly about Monday, but I kind of felt it could really be received, um, all of us, as a church. 
you know, for those of you who regularly tithe and give money and have donated toys or furniture to the arches or who volunteer in some way. And he says this, I'm writing to offer the arches my congratulations and a hearty thank you on behalf of Nottingham City Council for the vital role your entire team played in welcoming our new arrivals from Syria to Nottingham. My officers have reported that the level of hospitality extended by your staff and volunteers went far above and beyond their expectations. Not only that, your efforts to ensure everyone was clothed, fed and entertained as families were transported to their new homes were nothing short of outstanding. Please pass on my thanks to all the volunteers for the compassion they have shown in helping us manage the intake of these vulnerable families. As the festive season approaches, we can all draw satisfaction from having played our part in offering these families shelter and safety. But thanks to the efforts of the team, we can also say we have offered friendship. So do pray for all refugees, really, as you um, enjoy Christmas and celebrate with your families and friends.